It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We know this team is young. We know there are so many young, exciting players. But we got to give some love to the vets here on the eve of the NBA season. Why the A-Magic's veterans are important and what to expect from them today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 19th, 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. The NBA season tips off tonight with Brooklyn Nets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks up at the Pfizer Forum and Los Angeles Lakers hosting the Golden State Warriors. Magic tip off their season tomorrow. We'll have a special episode getting you ready for the season opener coming up tomorrow. And that one actually will be out a little bit earlier as well. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, though, we're going to give some love and appreciation to the Magic veteran players. We're going to talk a little bit about what their role is going to be, how they've embraced their role early on in the preseason, and why they're still so important to this team's development. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. We appreciate you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation, whether it's at lunch, at the gym, on your way home, wherever. We are free and available on all platforms. Get ready for Wednesday's game by checking out Locked On Spurs, our good friends. We'll be hearing from them a little bit later on in the week as well. But like I said, I wanted to spend today's episode, um, the, the eve of the NBA season, the eve of the Magic season beginning, uh, giving some appreciation to the veteran players. Um, this is an incredibly young team, a ridiculously young team. And we're obviously very, very, very excited about all the young players on the roster. It's Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner, the rookies. Whether it's more established, younger players like Jonathan Isaac or Markel Fultz or Wendell Carter, who just signed an extension, or RJ Hampton or Cole Anthony. And, you know, they're, they're, there's a long list of players that we are interested in seeing and interested in seeing continue to grow and develop. And naturally, Veterans bump into that a little bit, um, you know, because they're veteran players. They know what they're doing. They help the team win. They just kind of understand the league a lot better. Um, and there's going to be an interesting balance that the Magic are going to have to pull off here, trying to figure out whether they are going for wins, whether they're, you know, how much they're going to go for wins, how much they're going to go for development, and how important these veteran players are. Well, I'm probably not going to be as extreme as Steve Clifford and say, oh, they should definitely play Etuan Moore over over RJ Hampton or Michael Carter-Williams over RJ Hampton. 
I certainly expect those young players to get playing time over some of these veteran players. And I would imagine a lot of these veteran players came to the Magic with the understanding that, you know, they, their fight for playing time would be very, very difficult. But they had, but at the same time, veterans are key for lineup stability, for making sure at least one or two players are in the right spots at all times, keeping spacing, having an understanding of what they're seeing on the floor and can give direct guidance to the players, give direct guidance to these young players. The veteran players are important, yes, for the court, for the games and for helping the team kind of manage games, but they're also really important in the locker room, really important in practice, really important in kind of giving real-time guidance that a coach just cannot give. The Magic need these veteran players on the floor. They need these veteran players in the locker room. They need these veteran players in the fight, and more, most importantly, they need these veteran players bought in to what the Magic are trying to do and what the Magic are trying to accomplish. So far in this preseason, we've heard nothing but good things from these veteran players, from Gary Harris, from Terrence Ross, from Robin Lopez. You've heard nothing but positive things of what their role is going to be and, and how these young players are taking two things. These are not demonstrable guys. These are not guys that are necessarily kind of speaking up loud uh, in training camp or in, law, in the locker room and kind of having a, hey, look at me type deal. All of them have said their leadership style is more about taking players on the side explaining a situation, like giving a tip here and there. There's some kind of veterans you want, especially on a young team like this. They've all seemed to embrace this role. They all seem to understand the task at hand. They all understand that this is part of the solution. Now, obviously, they also have their own goals too. Gary Harris is trying to get himself healthy. He's got a contract due up at the end of the year. Um, You know, I think Robin Lopez certainly wants to play. Um, You know, he's... Still very capable backup center. Each one more is trying to prove himself in the league. Michael Carter-Williams is trying to prove he still has a spot in this league outside of a Steve Clifford run run outfit. Um, Terrence Ross especially, one of the, still one of the top six men in the league. It does not seem like he wants to be on a losing team for very, very long. And so there's, yes, the real chance that some of these guys are going to move along, that the Magic are, that the Magic's veterans are sort of transitory. But for now, it seems like They're all invested in seeing this young group grow. They're all invested in trying to keep this young group together and trying to help them take their next steps forward. Obviously, it's easy to say that in October. It's easy to say that at this point of the season. Um, We haven't lost any games yet. Um, And and so the the real challenge for everyone on this roster is to keep the optimism, keep keep the spirits up, keep the togetherness up once the season begins. Once, as we all expect, the losing the losses begin to pile up. Losses will test everyone's character um, and, and make sure they're still about the right things. But so far, again, Terrence Ross especially has seemingly taken a lead uh, and, and been a good example for what this team's trying to do. These veteran players, these young players, are certainly a mix um, and certainly a, a challenge to mix properly. But the Magic certainly are in a good spot. The Magic are certainly in a spot where all these guys are doing their jobs, are doing their roles, are playing their roles, and being the leaders the team needs them to be. We're going to talk a little bit more about about the the veterans, about each individual veteran. I'm trying to get through all our player outlooks here 
um, before the season starts. We'll talk about them coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, a quick word from our pals at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or a schlub like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle, te muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by more than 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and more. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Again, go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation, no matter when you're listening to us. We do appreciate you tuning in. We are planning to do a live pregame show tomorrow. Uh, I might bump that time up to 7.30, um, but we will do a live pregame show tomorrow at 7.30 here on the YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On Magic on YouTube. Now, obviously... It's going to be a different kind of season for the veteran players. We've talked a little bit about Gary Harris, and I've been very big on the Gary Harris train. Um, there's a lot of things I like about what Gary Harris did uh, does. Um, I thought he had a decent preseason. I'd like to see those shooting numbers continue to bump up, especially from three. Um, but I thought Gary Harris, you know, I trust that Gary Harris knows how to get himself ready for the preseason, so I'm not super concerned. You know, Terrence Ross, same deal. Um, these veteran, I, I've been big on the veteran players. I do think there needs to be at least one veteran, whether it's Gary Harris, whether it's Terrence Ross, whether it's eventually Michael Carter-Williams. I do want to see it. I, I do think there needs to be at least one of those guys in each lineup. Um, and I think obviously the presence of Robin Lopez has allowed the magic to experiment with Wendell Carter at the four a little bit, which has proven to be an interesting experiment at the very, very least in the preseason. But let's talk about Terrence Ross and what to expect from him this season. Um, at this point, we know what Terrence Ross is. He's good for 12, 13, 14 points per game. 
Um, he's going to be a volume shooter. He's going to take a lot of threes. He's going to come around screens and just eat up those three-pointers um, and, and be a spark plug for the team. Um, the Magic want to see him be the 2019 version of Terrence Ross, um, you know, more than the 2020 or 2021 versions, where he's while he still had pr- productive games, wasn't nearly as efficient and certainly didn't have the same kind of impact. And obviously, I think that affected the Magic's ultimate run toward the playoffs in both seasons. Ross had a career year in 2019. He's kind of come back down a little bit since then. He's still very, very effective, and I think still one of the best sixth men in the league. But Ross has slowly had to expand his game as teams have game planned for more. Terrence Ross will probably still be at the top of most teams' game plans because they know the kind of effect that he can have on a game, especially coming off the bench. Ross has had to learn how to put the ball on the on the deck a lot more, dribble, take you know that two dribble pull up, which he's become pretty good at, but still not his best shot. Obviously, still not the best weapon that he has. His weapon, his best weapon, is still his three pointer. Right? He is still very, very good. Last year, Ross averaged a career-high 15.6 points per game, but really struggled with efficiency. 41.2% from the field, 33.7% from three. Um, You know, again, really, really struggled, but had a good run to start the year. When everyone was healthy in those first eight games, averaged 18.1 points per game, 49.4% from the field, 42.2% from beyond the arc. It should be said, when Ross is going, the Magic are very, very hard to beat. After the trade deadline, Ross's percentages continued to dip, though. Just 14.2 points per game, 40.5% field goal percentage, 20.5% from deep in the 10 games he played after the trade deadline. So again, you still need to confine his role. And I know that I pitched at one point that the Magic should consider starting him, and we saw him with that starting group at times uh, last season, or during the preseason. Um, but I think he soaks up so much oxygen and ha- requires such a high usage um, that he's still better off the bench. So I would like to see him still coming off the bench, but undeniably, Ross has got high gravity. Teams have to rely on him, or teams have to defend him, teams have to cover him, and teams have to be ready to deal with him. So the Magic are going to need Terrence Ross. He's a he's their best three-point shooter. He's a player that defenses, that opponents are going to respect the most on this team. And the question then, of course, is how does Terrence Ross fit into this picture? How does Terrence Ross fit into this bigger picture? No doubt, I think Terrence Ross is going to be big time trade bait at the trade deadline. He's got one he's got one year left on his contract after this season. This is probably where the Magic will get peak value. Not surprise me if he is eventually moved at the trade deadline. It's also going to be interesting to see if Terrence Ross continues to buy into this team. Um, it seems like Jamal Mosley has gone a little bit out of his way to you know, ask to, you know, Ter- and Terrence Ross has done this too. And I think this is really important. Terrence Ross has said, has said when he talked to the new coaching staff, ask him, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to do? Um, do you need me to, to be better putting the ball on the floor? Do you need me to, you know, what do you need me to do? Um, and, and the less, and it seems like Mosley's kind of let Ross lead in his style. Ross is kind of a, you know, Ross is a sort of quiet guy. still a little bit of a kid personality wise. He's taking people aside, talking to them individually, less than being kind of the raw, raw leader of the team. This is all important parts of Ross's role, but obviously the efficiency from three and and trying to find ways to create ways for Terrence Ross to get open and hit three-pointers is going to be the biggest key. This is a different type of offense that the Magic are running. It's going to be a lot more free-flowing, a lot more about understanding spacing, a lot more understanding where each other are, and less about structure and running plays, it feels like. And so Ross is going to have to find his pockets. He's going to have to find his space and find the areas where he can succeed, where he can build up and be a real threat on the floor. 
And that's obviously not going to be easy. But Terrence Ross, I think, is still going to have a really good year. I think he's still going to be really important for this team. Whether the efficiency comes back up is remains to be seen. Um, you know, I don't think we have quite the feel for this offense quite yet. Um, but he's going to be a scorer, and he's going to get a lot of points for this team because this just doesn't have a lot of this team just doesn't have a lot of offensive options. And he's at the top of the scouting report, not because of the threat he is, but because the Magic are going to go to him as as much as anything else. But Ross's leadership is going to be most important, and that's going to be what's really going to be tested this year is how much he can stick with this team and buy in. Honestly, this is honestly the most important thing from all these veteran players is that they stay bought into what the coach is preaching and what the team is trying to do, even if they're not going to be a part of it. I think we saw this during the Rob Hennigan years. The Magic had good veterans. And when the veterans were bought in, the team played really, really well. When the veterans weren't bought in or the veterans just tuned out, that's when there was a lot of trouble. Um, you know, God love Jameer Nelson. Jameer Nelson tuned out those the, those last couple day couple couple games, those last couple weeks. And I think that had a very negative effect on the team. And I think that's ultimately why the Magic try, decided to part with him as unceremoniously as they did. Um, Channing Fry was brought in. He's a great vet. Everyone loves Channing Fry. Great guy in the locker room. Was definitely not bought into the, what the team was doing. Definitely was looked at what the team was doing and said, "Nah, this isn't this isn't for me. This isn't this isn't going to work." If, if the veterans, the young players are going to follow the veterans' lead, and so far it looks like Terrence Ross is really bought in and really buys in to what Jamal Mosley is doing. It looks like everyone is, but the moment that slips, that's going to be trouble. That when veterans veterans know veterans know what works and what doesn't. And so when the veterans start to tune out, when the veterans start to kind of do their own thing, they're telling the players the same thing. They're sending a message to everyone. And that's that's why these veteran players are so important because they know what's up. They know what works. So far, Terrence Ross seems very bought in, and Terrence Ross is going to be a very, very key player for the Orlando Magic. We'll run through some of the other veterans, what to expect, expect from Robin Lopez, Michael Carter-Williams, and Etuan Moore coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet, on, Bet Online remains your number one spot for the bas- for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, or baseball postseason, sorry, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto cha- local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with ra- access to rockauto.com. The warehouse is in, at your, is in your home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need, from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
So let's talk about some of the remaining veterans on the team. We've done, I think, an episode on Gary Harris earlier. You can go back into our archives and listen to that. So let's talk about what to expect this year from three veterans, Michael Carter-Williams, Robin Lopez, and Etuan Moore. Let's start with Michael Carter-Williams. Um, obviously, Michael Carter-Williams is out for the start of the year with the, with the heel injury, but I, I really think Michael Carter-Williams could, you know, even though the Magic have this glut of guards and, and don't have a lot of playing time for him, I think Michael Carter-Williams is still a really important leader on this team. It's not just the seriousness that he brings to to, to serious issues uh, on the team and that 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 I think Central Florida should be really grateful for that he's taken the lead on and, and, and really tried to tried to make an impact on. Michael Carter-Williams is built for this defense. Um, this is a pressure defense. This is a defense where guys get into get into everyone. Michael Carter-Williams, that's his style. That's what Steve Clifford really got the most out of, and I'm really excited to see what Michael Carter-Williams can do within this Jamal Mosley defense that we've seen only really a taste of so far. Um, I think that for the guards especially, Michael Carter-Williams is going to be a model and, and someone that that they all look up to and they they, they listen to and respect. Um, MCW is, is a really good veteran to have, and, and really I think – the perfect veteran. If, if there's a guy, if there's a veteran that I think makes it to the end of the season, um, Michael Carter Williams is going to be there. Um, I think that, you know, I know he becomes a free agent this summer too, but I think that he just provides so much value to this team. Now, obviously he's still a very limited player. Um, he's good at getting the basket, but not great at finishing. He's obviously not a good shooter. Everyone kind of leaves him open. Um, and his defense could be a little bit rec- reckless at times, which again, I think that's okay within what Jamal Mosley is trying to do. The thing about Michael Carter-Williams is you need to make sure that you use him in small doses. If you're starting him, you're doing it wrong. Um, I think we all understand that. We all understand his limitations as a player. Um, the offense is just not going to be there consistently. Um, his shooting is okay, not great. Is 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 better than I think people give it credit for, but defenses are still going to leave him wide open. Uh, and Carter-Williams, frankly, the biggest problem in his career has always been he's injured. And he's starting the year injured, of course, as well. So is Michael Carter-Williams a part of this team's future? Probably not. But when he returns, is he going to be a vital veteran for this group? Absolutely, 100%. I think that he's going to be really, really key uh, to, to kind of cement a lot of things the Magic are teaching. And again, like I said, if the veterans are bought in, the younger players will be bought in. If Michael Carter-Williams is bought into how this team is playing defense and shows that on the floor, everyone else is going to be bought into. So I think that he is a really, really key player still for the Orlando Magic. Robin Lopez, I think, is much the same way. Robin Lopez is coming off a really good year. He averaged double figures last year for the Wizards. Um, you know, again, not the greatest rebounder in the world. He's good at boxing out, good at positioning. That's that's really kind of his deal, is he understands where to be on the floor. Um, again, that's a veteran thing. You know, you freelance, Robin Lopez is gonna be in the right spot to set you up, whether it's a screen, whether it's a whether it's boxing out to get someone else a rebound. He's gonna be on the right spot on the floor, even though he has his own limitations as a player. He's obviously got that incredible hook shot that everyone's written about and gone crazy over. We haven't seen a ton of it in the preseason. Um, but I think the most important thing is Robin Lopez came to Orlando understanding what his role is going to be. He knows that he's not going to play all the time. Uh, he liked to play. He said that he said as much, but he knows he's there to support the young players and, and to be kind of a baseline if, you know, Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba have to miss time. Um, and again, that's a really high-level third-string center to have. Um, I think Robin Lopez can still play in a rotation for the right team. Um, so I think the Magic did a really good job bringing him in, and, and I think that he'll be a good voice and kind of get keep things light. Um, you know, he is he is he is a funny guy. He's a really laid-back dude. Um, people seem to really like him. Uh, but obviously, what Lopez does on the floor is really important. He's all about position. He knows again when to slide in defensively, where to be defensively, where to be offensively, how to set people up. All that stuff is really, really important. And again, 
those are tricks that hopefully he can teach some of the younger players as well. Give them things that they that they need to see, things that they need to read, things that they need to understand in order to be successful in this league. Um, I think Lopez, again, I'm not expecting him to play a ton. I don't want him to play a ton. Um, but I, I think that when he does play, he's going to be a valuable contributor contributor to the team. And again, I think most of his work will be uh, in the locker room, in, in the on the practice court, just kind of helping guys out that way. Each one more is going to be much the same way. Um, you know, each one more making a second stint with the Orlando Magic. You know, really didn't play much for Phoenix last year. And I think Etuan's trying to prove that he can still play in the league. Um, he is a good three-point shooter. I wouldn't say he's a great three-point shooter. His numbers are always are, have always been a little bit inconsistent, but some of that's just volume size and, and sample size. Um, but Etuan Moore, to me, is another really solid veteran to have. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs has already talked about how he's trying to learn Etuan Moore's floater and take tips from him on how to shoot the floor, floater from him. Again, that's, that's the valuable stuff that you want from these veteran players, just kind of giving these young players something to work on, something to see, something different, a different perspective perhaps on things as well. Um, I, I really, again, I really like each one more signing. I think that he's a good emergency guard. Um, you don't want him playing a lot. I, I think that's very much a Dwayne Bacon situation, although Moore's not going to soak up as many possessions as Bacon does. Um, but Moore, I think, does a lot of the things the Magic want to do. He defends well. Um, he's a versatile defender. He can defend up up a position as well as down a position. He can hit from the outside. He's good at getting to the basket. Again, you just don't want to rely on him too much. If he's in the if he's in the rotation, that tells me something's gone wrong. But he'll be a good voice to have in the locker room as well. And I think the Magic will definitely benefit from having him around. Those are the veterans that I wanted to review today. Um, obviously, we're going to get to get to know a lot of these a lot of these player roles and a lot of these players a whole lot better once the season begins tomorrow. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. We're also now streaming on YouTube, so follow our YouTube channel as well at Locked on Magic. Once again, I want to thank you all for making Locked on Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we will be previewing the Magic's game against the San Antonio Spurs. We'll be talking with Jeff Garcia of Locked on Spurs, so get excited for that. Now, go make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball podcast on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms, so go check it out today. Get ready for your fantasy season with the NBA season starting tonight. Again, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Tim Phil Frost and Mike. See you all again for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.